My Seven Chakras, episode 97. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras. And you are back once again to your hub for insights, advice and tips to help you live your purpose. Now, before we start today's show, I want to tell you a short story. Have you heard about Roger Bannister? Because if you have, that's awesome. But if you haven't, let me build some context here. Now, before May 6th, 1954, it was believed that humans weren't physically capable of breaking the four-minute barrier. It was assumed that going faster was just impossible. People had tried it in the past, but everyone had failed so far. It was assumed that the four-minute barrier could only be broken if you were a horse, cheetah, or gazelle. And then came along Roger Bannister, and he crushed the four-minute barrier. Now, firstly, it was a huge achievement for him personally. But this achievement was way beyond just being personal. Because after he crossed that barrier, up until today, more than 20,000 people have broken the four-minute barrier. Men, women, and children included. Now, why did this happen? Because of the power of belief. When these runners prepared themselves for the race, they had a strong belief that the barrier could be broken. They knew that thousands of others had done it in the past and they could achieve it too. It's possible. The moral of the story, you might have all the skills, all the strength, all the tactics required to overcome an obstacle. But if you don't believe that it can be done, then you won't be able to achieve or overcome the challenge. Simple as that. And that's why action takers, my job is to instill in you the belief that it is possible through stories, ideas, and inspirational quotes. Now, we've had 96 powerful episodes so far. And as a gift to you, I've created a document containing 27 of the most inspirational quotes that have been shared by guests so far, so that you can revisit them, get inspired, and conquer all your obstacles. To download your gift, visit my com slash 27 download. That's my 7 chakrascom slash 27 download. And with that, action takers, it is now finally time to introduce our featured guest for today, Curly Marvaha. So, Curly, are you ready to inspire? I am absolutely chomping at the bit, ready to inspire. Wonderful. So, Curly Marwaha is an accomplished feng shui master who is respected for bringing a fresh, educational styled approach which teaches and supports clients with the implementation of feng shui through to achieving tangible results. So Curly, before we begin today's episode, take about a minute and tell us a bit more about you. Okay, so I have been working with 
feng shui for just over 20 years. And the reason why I do this is because I feel feng shui is something that is a little bit mysterious to most people. And I think it's incredibly important when there's something this powerful out there that everyone learns that it's available to them and accessible and fairly easily too. You know, you don't have to be a master to use feng shui. That's a big, huge myth. And that's why I do it. Um, and I get very, very excited about it. So bear that in mind today. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that awesome intro. I am excited as well. But before we begin today's episode, Curly, we're going to take some time to get warmed up and inspired. And the way we do that on our show is through carefully chosen words in the form of an inspirational quote. So what is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us an example of how you apply this quote in your life. Okay, it's my absolute delight to share this with you. This has helped me in my personal life absolutely move mountains, as I'll tell you later. So here's the quote. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And that quote has been with me since I was a teenager. And I absolutely love it. If anybody wants to learn more, it's from a book called A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson in, in, in 1992. And I use this daily because it literally inspires me. It moves me to tears um, because it basically says, look, you know, have the courage to do the things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise do because you might stand out from the crowd. You might not be as accepted or you're worried you won't be. And so for me, it's helped me to step into using the gifts that I was born with rather than to conform to stereotypes for an Asian woman. It's very powerful. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing this powerful quote that's so true action takers you are truly powerful beyond measure so shine that light liberate yourself from your fear and become the person you were meant to be don't blend in when you were meant to stand out thanks a lot for that wonderful quote thank you and let's dive into today's episode curly for someone listening to this for the very first time what is feng shui okay so feng shui anybody who has heard of it um, generally knows of feng shui about as being about you know rooms offices homes furniture placement spaces like that but i would say to you that's a little bit of a myth in that feng shui is basically about energy and it's working with energy 
energy can be something that is present in your body space, it can be in your mind space, it can be thoughts, it can be the physical space like rooms, offices, roads, cities, etc. And basically the art or science of feng shui is about working with the environment because, you know, if you get a goldfish bowl and if I said to you, right, here's a goldfish bowl, two little, you have two little fishies, you would immediately be able to look at that and realize that for those fish, their environment is their whole world and will completely affect them. Well, we are the little fish and our swimming pool, so to speak, is the Earth's atmosphere. So it's very powerful, our environment, in affecting us. Wonderful. I love your explanation. And you really brought it all down to the fact that feng shui is not just about your office or your home. It's about working with your energy, whether it's your energy within your body, your thoughts, the environment around you. And that also includes your office as well as your home. And I truly love the goldfish bowl analogy. We're all goldfish. And it really depends on what sort of bowl we are in. What are the changes we can make to that particular bowl? And how can it affect our lives and that of others and we're going to learn a lot more as well but let's take a few steps back Curly how did you first get exposed to feng shui in the first place okay so my story is I always thought it wasn't that extraordinary but ever since I've shared it with people they tell me it's quite the opposite it's very inspirational so as a child I was very very poorly I mean I had um you know i i wore bandages i was um unable to walk more than 200 yards without collapsing and being carted off in an ambulance i was very very ill and then as i grew into a teenager i was obviously a bookworm because i couldn't do a lot of the physical things that other kids could do so what I did was I started looking around for some way to heal myself. And God bless them, my parents had tried orthodox doctors and alternative therapists and nothing had seemed to work. So I, through my reading, I eventually came across this funny little thing called feng shui. And it was really, really interesting. And I'll tell you, the day that I looked and I realized, oh my God, this is going to help me. And all is going to be well is... When I was reading about it, and it was basically saying, and this is one of the reasons why I love feng shui, it says that if something exists in the world, in reality, then it exists because it has a place, it has a purpose. Feng shui says nothing is right and nothing is wrong, that it's all perfect and it's how you work with it. So I suddenly realized that my illness, this, that and the other, could be something that could be healed from. And that was pretty spectacular. And that was when I came to feng shui over 20 years ago. Wonderful. I love your story. You mentioned as a child, you had many health challenges and you kept falling ill all the time. But instead of just keeping things that way, although your parents tried a lot using the conventional approach, you sought out ways to heal yourself. And lo and behold, you found feng shui. And I love that thought. If something exists, it has a purpose. You just need to know how to work with it. And we're going to learn some ways. Obviously, it's not possible to learn all of feng shui through this episode, but we're going to learn some ways, some powerful ways in which we can tap into the power of our energy within, without, as well as our environment. Now, let's talk about some of the symptoms of a home or an office 
that might need feng shui are there any signs invisible or visible that might suggest that a place needs feng shui Absolutely, Aditya. And I'm so excited that you're giving me the opportunity to share this information with people. Mm-hmm. Some of the questions that I always ask people that are like big red flags for me when I'm talking to them is, first of all, if you have something that pains you in your life, whether it's money, whether it's finding love or relationships that aren't working, or whether you're having physical body symptoms, the first thing I would ask you is, when did it start or when did it become worse? And quite often, after a long and involved conversation, because obviously people talk a lot when they talk about their pain, and it's not logical speak, we get to the point where we find that actually it became worse when we moved to this house or actually it became worse when my child started at this particular school or when I changed jobs, I've noticed that the people in my office are off sick a lot or they're not very happy, but the people in the office across the street seem to be really, really happy. These are all signs that they're symptoms that the physical space of your environment or the physical space of your body or the virtual space of your heart and mind could be tweaked so that you're working better with it and improve your life so that you get what you really want, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So from what I understand, you said step one is basically about becoming aware. What is that something that pains you? Something to do with your physical, your health, your body, or your relationships, your relationship with money. And now that you know it, think about it. When did this particular problem start? You might realize after thinking about it that the issue really became larger when you moved into this new home. It might not be, but then it's a good exercise to really think about that pain that you're having with your physical being, with your relationships, or with your money. Thanks a lot, Curly. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Now, This definitely is a challenge and once people go through this particular exercise and realize that there's an issue and there's a challenge, let's talk about how feng shui can help. Could you talk about some of the benefits really of feng shui? Yes, of course, absolutely. So basically, feng shui is about working with your environment, okay? So your environment is your home, your office, it's your car. If you spend a lot of time in your office, you know, in America and Canada, People can drive for two or three days at a time, right? So your environment is your car in that case. Mm. Or it can be your body or it could be the mind space you occupy. So, you know, going back to your question, some of the things that people can do, just really become aware of what's making you uncomfortable in your environment. So, for example, I once worked in an office where my back was to the rest of the office and I constantly felt a little bit exposed. Now, that sounds like a little thing, but you know what? Little things make large consequences over time. You know, in this same office that I worked in, people were really, they were kind of always had a bit of a cold or this or that or the other. And because it was a large 
open plan office, we all noticed actually everybody that sat on the opposite side of the office, there was over a thousand people, so it was a big space. They were all really happy and always in and they never took time off sick. Now, at the time, I did a bit of a feng shui analysis and I realized there were things that weren't quite right in the area that I sat in. So I went to speak to the facilities managers at the time and I said, look, you know, if we make these small changes, just be open and willing to try them. They're not going to cost a lot of money. Maybe it will help your staff and it will help you as a company. Now, that was a really successful example because actually the staff sick rate went down by over 50% in less than a month. That's quite a big result, I think. And that's how powerful feng shui can be. Wonderful. A couple of things already. Value bombs. You mentioned that if a person drives a lot, their environment is essentially the car. And when you mentioned that uh, something came to my mind, I know a couple of people who travel all the time. You know, they attend conventions, exhibitions and trade shows. And for them, the car is the office. And you also mentioned that where you sit, that can make a huge difference as well. And again, when I, when you said that, uh, I, I also do a full-time job. And when I face the office, it feels different. When the office is behind me, and my back is really facing the entire office where people are sitting, that feels so different too. So thanks a lot for putting that into perspective. That's great. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned that one of your passions is to really take out the mystery or the woohoo out of feng shui so that people can understand it as it is, the, the ancient science. So over the years, what are some of the misconceptions or the myths that people have had about feng shui that you've really helped dispel? Okay, so I think the biggest misconception or myth out there right now, it, for me, um, you know, and I take great pleasure in, you know, I might do a speaker appointment or I might do a one-to-one -one session with somebody over Skype or in person, or I might do a full coaching series. The biggest thing that I feel is a misconception is feng shui, people relate to offices, homes, furniture, and, you know, I always say to people, look, if you move a chair, and this is a really simplified example, so it's almost funny, I suppose, but if you move a chair from one side of the room to the other, and then you sit back and you think that's going to change your whole world just in of itself, that's a misconception. Let me tell you why. So feng shui is about energy and everything is energy, right? Mm-hmm. That means everything is connected. That's how it works. It's through the connection of everything, right? Mm -hmm. So what does this actually mean? It means that if you move a chair from one side of the room to the other and then just leave it and think that everything is just going to sort itself out, the misconception is feng shui works because your environment influences you. That then brings about changes in you. That then brings about different results. And at the same time, the environment change, environmental changes we make ricochet outwards and attract other things towards you. So the misconception is don't just think moving a few things around and then leaving it will be enough. The truth is, when I work with people, we don't just make changes in their environment. They have actions to do themselves that will help them with that connection of change. 
And sometimes it is uncomfortable, the process of change. But you know what? If you really want what you say you want, you will put up with a slight discomfort because it's worth it, right? And it's very exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm really glad that you brought this out because uh, a lot of people might think that by doing this tactic or by moving this here or by moving my mirror over here, that things might change. But you really pointed out that feng shui is not really limited to your home or office. It's not about moving the chair, which really essentially is a tactic. You have to go deeper. There are certain changes that you might have to make to your mindset. And there are certain actions that this person would have to take with along with those changes to your home or office would really lead to results. Am I correct? That's absolutely perfect, Aditya. So my point here is that at some point, the feng shui is essentially about making changes in you because you are the one that's attracting the current reality. The current reality is the one that's giving you pain, right? And you want to change. So we make the changes and we make sure they stay for you, for good, by making and influencing the changes in you too. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole holistic process. Wonderful. Now, by now, I'm sure that everyone listening to the show has just one question on their mind. How do I set up my home as well for more abundance? I know it's, you mentioned that it's about the holistic aspect, but just to help build some momentum, are there any few tips or insights that you'd like to share with our audience? I'm absolutely dying to share tips and insights <laughs> with the audience. Um, the reason being, feng shui and energy is about the greater good, the whole. That means if I give out free tips, which I do every day on my Facebook page, um, then I'm helping create a better world, which will eventually be a better world for me too. So I'm dying to do this. So tip number one, okay, declutter. We've all heard feng shui people say this. We've read it in books, etc. But my tip to you, okay, this is a top tip and it absolutely works, is whatever it is you want to help in your life. So let's say it's money in this case, right? Because let's mm-hmm. face it, nobody ever says they don't need more money or they couldn't do some good with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I would like you all of you listening to this in the next week, because if you really want to help yourself, then you'll do it sooner rather than later. Don't put it off. We resist what we need most. Remember that. Okay. So the more you feel like something else is important, don't do it. Do this instead. I want you to walk around your home and literally pull out anything and everything that has some emotional attachment to it around money that is uncomfortable. So let me give you a tangible example. Let's say you are right now listening to this in your lounge, living room, dining room, sitting room. And I want you to stay where you are right now. Look around that room. Look at everything that you own in that room with new eyes right now. And almost, I suppose, get post-it pads, write down, what does this mean to me emotionally? Does it make me feel good or bad? If it makes you feel good, great, that's a tick, keep it. If it makes you feel bad or there's some story behind it that's emotional, okay, let's say it's something that your ex-partner bought you, but it's really expensive, so you keep it because it's an asset. Well, actually, my advice to you is that needs to go. It's bringing and keeping and holding in your space something that isn't making you feel good. So remember what I told you? 
Nothing is good or bad. It's just whether it's good or bad for you. My advice to you, even if it's something expensive, get rid, sell it, give it away, gift it away, or just send it to charity. And then leave that space empty and just hold the intention in your heart. There is something better out there for me for this space. And watch what happens. Do this with your whole home. Okay? Wonderful. Wonderful. I think those are two really powerful tips that you just shared. Step number one, action takers, declutter. Because irrespective of how you know, clean and tidy you are, I'm sure that there is some clutter hidden in some nook and corner of your home. So just take this as a moment to do this exercise, declutter your home if there is any clutter stuck around. And step two, look around your home, look at the objects, look at the paraphernalia, whatever it is, and write them down. And then write down how that object makes you feel emotionally. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that, Curly. You're welcome. Now, with the wisdom of Feng Shui having been there for thousands of years, I'm sure a few of our listeners may have already heard about this amazing practice before. Maybe they've read a book, heard about it from someone, or maybe they've seen it on TV. So based on your experience, are there any common mistakes that people unknowingly make that might have a negative effect instead of a positive one? Yes, absolutely. So can I use this um, point of um, our conversation just to share with you one top tip? And that is, if your listeners are seeking a feng shui consultation from a feng shui professional, then um, the recommendations that they make for you should not cost tens of thousands of dollars, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, I went to uh, somebody's home recently and a feng shui person had asked them to literally move their whole, their entrance around to another part of the building. This poor couple ended up having to build a whole new track and entrance through a, a field which is very water clogged most of the time mm-hmm. and it cost them a very large fortune. The reason why I say this is because feng shui is energy. That means when I or one of my fellow respected colleagues comes to your home or talks to you over Skype, the recommendations that we make shouldn't cost a lot of money simply because, you know, everything is energy. That means we can work with everything in your home and it all carries different forms of energy. Um, so I just wanted to put that in. I hope that's okay. And then, so common mistakes common mistakes that people make in feng shui is we read a book and then we think putting a little frog by the front door is going to suddenly change everything about our income and i'm staying with the theme of money because if we stay with a single theme then your Mm -hmm. listeners will get really quite a full answer and something that they can go away and do straight away i have read feng shui books where they talk about putting a frog at the front door now My question to you is, if it makes you feel good, of course, it's going to start working straight away. But something like that is not going to have a long lasting effect unless you make the rest of the life changes in line with that. So a really good feng shui master is going to say is going to look at your house and find that point in the house that is um, blocking or pushing away the money that you could be attracting. A really good feng shui master is going to look at you as a person and also where you're blocking or resisting money, okay? Mm -hmm. 
And um, they are then going to work to unblock that so it flows freely for good. So the mistake is don't assume that you can just move a little trinket and everything will be fine. You should assume that you're going to be taking a lot of different actions. Some of them might seem really odd, actually. Mm-hmm. If you go to my website, I'll talk about that later. You'll see some real examples of people and some of the things I've asked them to do, which sound very crazy. But the point is they get results because you don't know what it is that's blocking you. Mm-hmm. And that's the important thing to get to the bottom of. So that would be, I think, the best way to talk about mistakes Remember, the most important thing is to believe. And if you don't believe, just be open to trying. That's all it takes, being open. Okay? Wonderful. Now, I know that you work with people, their energy, and the energy of buildings or environments. Could you share a short story about a client of yours who's been able to attract abundance using feng shui? Yes, absolutely. With your permission, Aditya, I will try and keep this very, very short. I've got two examples, if that's okay. So the first one is I worked with a lady some time ago who's based in the UK, who was an ongoing client. I hadn't seen her in over a year. And then I telephoned her to catch up with her because obviously I like to stay in touch with my clients and make sure they're okay, etc. And sometimes it leads to further work. And sometimes I just do a freebie. And I found out that she was suffering quite terribly from something called adrenal fatigue, which is a condition of the body that can make a person feel very ill and tired. And so as a result, affect every area of their life and stop them working to some degree. Anyway, I worked with her home space. And um, so the feng shui of her home in this particular case. And what was really great was Um, A fortnight later, when we spoke on the phone, she reported to me that all her symptoms were gone. And except she said she was really, really tired. And at that point, of course, I said to her, well, first of all, your your body has just been through major healing. Of course, that's tiring. And secondly, you keep yourself so busy and I can't do anything about that. So that's why you're tired. And then my second example is a lady who's based in the US. Now, I worked with her over Skype. We had one session of two hours and she basically asked me to increase her income flow. And so I looked at her energy charts, which showed me what energies are at place in her mind space, her thoughts, also her approach to life and her fears and her physical body. So we did this session and then in her testimonial, which is on my website, she reported that in the next seven days, she had the following results. She says, I received what I call a sign of land in the form of two very large checks in the mail for $10,000. I advertised two cars for sale and sold them for a nice profit the same day. Several of my clients called me to get me to do more paid work. A new business adventure took off and has become a wonderful moneymaker and really satisfies my desire to help others. And here's the bit I really get excited about. She then says, I am at peace. I'm finding more time with my family and friends. I laugh more. I sleep better. And I feel happy and content, you know. And this is how powerful feng shui can be. And, you know, these are great people. It's so nice to help them. Wonderful. That's really, really inspiring. I'm sure our listeners would listen and sort of this would act as a reason for them to 
look further and take action now i know that you love giving your subscribers and your clients feng shui gifts and tips from time to time as you have shared so many tips with us as well uh, and some tips to boost health and energy state so is there a simple yet effective health tip that you'd like to share with our listeners something that they could try out immediately yes absolutely i'm going to very quickly throw several at you because there's such an abundance of things people can do mm-hmm. so number 1 I would encourage your wonderful listeners to drink lots of pure water. So the thing the water that we get through taps is generally has lots of treatments done to it chlorine, fluoride, etc. So if at all possible get bottled water and it doesn't mean it has to be expensive and just put that pure water energy through your body. It will help you process the daily things that you go through in life. It will make you feel better and lift your mood immediately. It will help the functions of your body straight away. And energetically what it does is it pours pure energy into your body. Second one get sunshine whenever you can because the sun is the purest form of energy coming to this planet our environment and affecting us as carbon beings and then the third one is you know look for opportunities to laugh and feel grateful what this does is it physically metaphysically biologically and emotionally um vibrationally changes your whole state your whole being on every level the second you start laughing physical changes start to happen your cells get signals and they literally start to change in that instant your body starts to heal so look for opportunities to laugh and if you can't find them create them make other people laugh it's actually really really fun i do it all the time when i visit london i go onto the tube system or the underground and i talk to people Nobody does that on our underground and they find it odd but you know what before long we're laughing and it's great touch people's lives and through touching theirs you will affect and heal your own it's very exciting wonderful thanks a lot for those powerful tips i'll have them in the show notes as well when we least expect it life sets us a challenge to test our courage and willingness to change at such a moment there is no point in pretending that nothing has happened or in saying that we are not yet ready the challenge will not wait life does not look back this is a powerful quote by best selling author paulo coelho action takers the key in this quote is that the challenge doesn't send you a warning before it arrives it arrives when least expected but remember this challenges won't be there forever just like they came they will go too the question is will you use the challenge to grow or will the challenge grow over you so take a few seconds to let this sink deep into you will you use the challenge to grow or will the challenge grow over you so curly take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge firstly how did you approach the challenge and then how did you overcome it okay right so first thing i would like to say to your listeners especially those that are sitting right in the middle of a challenge right now first thing i would like to say to you is welcome the challenge but also be kind to yourselves you know challenges are difficult that's the nature of a challenge okay so don't make it worse by being hard on yourself just remember that a challenge is like any other energy or um thing it's passing through your life 
and how well it passes through and how well you end up the other side of it is entirely up to you, entirely up to you. So I would say if you're facing a challenge right now, step number one, remember that it is just a challenge and it's come to you because right now you are ready to step up in some area of your life. That's why it's come to you. Secondly, it's come to you because you can handle it. You can absolutely handle it. I can hear you right now. You're saying, no, this is really hard. I can't do it. I can't do it. You might even be in tears listening to this. But I promise you, these challenges are sent to us only when we can absolutely deal with them. Okay. A challenge comes to us in a practical sense because we need to take certain actions. And it comes to us because there's actions that we are resisting. So let me give you an example, real life example. So I was doing a day job like many people and feng shui was my hobby or something I did in my spare time several years ago. And, you know, for many years I've been saying to people or people had been saying to me, oh, you should do this full time. You're so good at it. You really help people. And I was resisting because, you know, I was getting a regular salary. I had benefits. I was well looked after. You know, I was working at the BBC uh, in the executive team. I was really well looked after. And the challenge that came to me was a redundancy. Now, at the start of that year, I'd said to at least four people, I won't be working here at the end of the year. And guess what? I ended up leaving because of redundancy on the 31st of December that year. So I put it out there. So have a think about what you've asked the universe for. Secondly, what I found was the most difficult aspect was not the practical steps. The most difficult aspect for us as human beings was the emotional aspect for me. And it will be for you too. It's about accepting what's going on. And it's about realizing that it's good for you on some level okay for me I realized my feng shui once again helped me tremendously just remember that emotions are energy that are passing through your body so when you're feeling really sad or when you're feeling really scared really scared and you know what I mean because you're listening to this right now just take a deep breath let it go and remember the feeling that you're sitting in right now it's just an energy allow it, feel deeper into it, and then don't be scared. Know that it's going to pass and it's okay. Everything is okay outside of it. So that's what I have to say about challenges. It's a little bit all over the place, but the point is challenges are all over the place. They don't quite often make logical sense. They're not meant to. Challenges are about change, so embrace them dive into them. When change comes, ask yourself, what else can I change? And dive into it. Wonderful. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson, maybe in just one sentence that you could share with our listeners? In that, challenges are a flag of change. Embrace them. Wonderful. So thanks a lot for sharing. You mentioned that you had a really good day job and at that point feng shui was your hobby and at the same time you were satisfied but the word redundancy came to your mind and you just couldn't stay there you just had to leave in order to pursue your passion and to not only pursue your passion but to help others as well and i love that you focused on the importance of challenges being there but challenges being there 
and the importance of change as well in addition to someone experiencing that challenge and action takers as you learn these new skills you listen to inspiring stories and you meet amazing people you will experience a massive shift in the way that you think in the way that you behave and in the way that you react to the external world you will wake up every day feeling refreshed and charged up you will end each day feeling grateful that you are alive and kicking and you will not be afraid of making those mistakes but instead learning from them and every time you have that feeling don't forget to say this quote out loud the quote is by charles dedrich which is today is the first day of the rest of your life so curly have you found your life's purpose and if yes what exactly is your life's purpose oh definitely definitely it's terribly exciting i think you know you found your life purpose in the end because you get up every single morning and regardless of the challenges you know for me i am really excited i feel alive i get i have the honor of helping people through some of their most difficult circumstances i have the delight of helping people who think their lives are going really well to have better lives so my life purpose is this My life purpose is to help people get past pain and to improve their lives. I want to take feng shui to the masses so that it's an everyday thing and to show people, you know, you don't have to train for 10 years. You can literally go onto somebody's website like mine or one of my colleagues out there and just get some tips and put them into place and it will help you. And it's very 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 powerful. Remember the goldfish in the bowl? your bowl might be your home your bowl might be your car your bowl might be your office all you have to do is look at your bowl change a few things around and you might have a new lease on life and this is why i'm so excited about this great so looking back now was there ever a special moment in your life beyond which you were really confident that your life was about to change take us to that very moment um if i really give this some thought I realized that there wasn't a single moment necessarily it was more of a gradual process or a series of moments so when i was in the middle of some of my most difficult challenging circumstances so as a teenager when i was poorly then later later years you know when i was going through this redundancy i mentioned it's at those points that i realized the messages that had been coming to me for years and the ones that i hadn't been listening to that this is what this circumstance was about so for example when i went through this redundancy i'd already for years been helping people and all these people had been saying to me kelly you should do this full time you could help so many more people and look how much you enjoy this and you're so skilled and of course i wasn't listening so i would say the moment if i was going to pick a single moment was when i was in the middle of the redundancy and i was feeling really upset because i felt like everything was being done to me and i was feeling sorry for myself and then all of a sudden i realized hang on a second if i look at this differently this is working for me i could now do what i've been afraid to do for years which is take that plunge and go out and serve the world and really help people so that would be it i think Wonderful. So clearly we have finally arrived at my favorite round, the wisdom round, which has four questions that need 
four answers rapid fire round style so are you ready yes absolutely great so take a few seconds to look back at your life what is the best advice that you've ever received best advice i've ever received was not to listen to the little voices in my head so don't be alarmed i'm not crazy we all have little voices that tell us not to do this or you're not strong enough or you're not good enough or what will happen or what will he think or she think that was the best advice so name a personal habit that keeps you going personal habit that keeps me going is my morning routine and my evening routine because the morning routine sets up my day and it means that i'm operating at my best and it makes me feel good and the evening routine means that i go to bed realizing all the good that's happened in the day and i sleep better for it great and that beautifully transitions into the next question that i wanted to ask you which is what is your morning ritual like <laughs> fabulous okay so in the morning because i'm one of these people i love the comfortable space of my bed and actually I'd rather just stay there a little while longer so I do what I do is I keep my phone nearby and what I do is as soon as I wake up I uh first of all I've set the alarm on a really nice sound that's all nature sounds it's not horrible mm. you know honker or something because who wants to be woken up to that that's not going to set you up for a good day secondly I listen to some affirmations and repeat them back while some live there snuggles up in my bed and then I do a short gratitude exercise and then finally I step out to say hello to the world get some fresh air and give my body some exercise and it all puts me in a place of joy and appreciation and real I can do energy great so name a book that has really motivated you in life oh definitely one book that stands out for me and I'm always recommending it on and I totally suggest all your listeners listeners go get a copy it's called little voice mastery and it's by a wonderful amazing man called Blair Singer who I have had the pleasure of being mentored with sometimes and it's basically about all these little negative voices or thoughts that we have and how to get past them and he's got a great sense of humor so it's really great some of the tips that he gives it's full of just tip after tip after tip so action tribe today's show notes can be accessed by visiting my7chakras.com forward slash 97 that's my7chakras.com forward slash 97 and if possible do me a quick favor if you've learned something new today share this episode with your friends over social media or just email them this link which is my7chakras.com forward slash 97. So Curly, thanks. Thank you so much for appearing on our show. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you. Okay, so I am exceptionally grateful that I had the opportunity to get up super early this morning with the time difference and share some feng shui wisdom and spread the word about how powerful this is to all your wonderful listeners. So thank you to each and every one of your listeners and to you, Aditya. Um, and people can find me at www.getclearwithcurly.com. So that's Curly with a K, K-U-R-L-Y, or on Facebook. Um, again, get clear with Kelly. Wonderful. So there you go, action takers. We have spoken 
about feng shui loads of insights stuff that you can use right away and see results we've spoken not just about the tactics but also about the mindset and really expose you to something new that is really going to change your life feng shui and if you want to learn more then obviously head over to this website get clear with curly.com k-u-r-l-y we're also going to have the link in the show notes so people who are on the website who come across the show notes can just click and head straight over and listeners before we end today's episode don't forget to download your free gift 27 most inspirational quotes shared on air sealed and ready for you to get inspired visit my7chakras.com slash 27 download that's my7chakras.com slash 27 download so Curly, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of feng shui and taking us one massive leap closer to a human revolution. Aditya, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, um, you know, I travel a lot. So find me on Facebook to see where I am. I'm quite a lot in the USA too. Thank you. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.